This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman for a suite of professional-grade products from Protocol for Life Balance, which can help manage stress and promote a positive mood. Makuna Purians, 5-HTP, and L-Tryptophan. They support proper brain and nervous system function, relaxation, and restful sleep. Their ingredients are of the highest quality and backed by solid scientific data. They're available now at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Each week, we bring you the news on the health front. We try to put it together for you in an entertaining and informative way, and... Intelligent medicine, of course, the best of high-tech medicine, the best of natural therapies. 877-726-8255 is our number. And uh, we've got lots to talk about today. You can join the conversation by calling 877-726-8255. Come directly into the doctor's office if you've got a medical quandary that you want me to uh, opine on. I'll be happy to do so. Also, uh, lots of concern about... The big elephant in the room, COVID-19, is it getting better? Is it getting worse? It's kind of a mixed bag. We're going to tackle that story in depth this hour. 877-726-TALK. You can start calling. And uh, this morning, we learned of the passing of an old friend, Larry King, a guy who is uh, ubiquitous on the scene. It seems like uh, he interviewed everyone under the sun. Uh, his uh, suspended appearance was kind of his uh, trademark. And uh, as he hunched forward, leaning into the microphone, he had a very, very distinct persona. And um, of interest is that um, he has a very complicated health history. He also has kind of a complicated marital history. Uh, he had a, probably about as many uh, coronary artery stents uh, as he did wives. Uh, way back in 1987, that's more than 30 years ago, he had his first big heart attack. It was not an inconsequential minor heart attack. It was a very serious uh, life-threatening heart attack. Uh, and he received a bypass procedure at the age of 54. And uh, he, in 1989, uh, wrote a book about uh, how it transformed his life. How it was entitled, How a Heart Attack and Bypass Surgery Changed My Life. He became a big advocate for uh, lifestyle changes. Uh, he, uh, prior to that, had smoked three packs per day and led a sedentary uh, lifestyle. He was eating all kinds of junk. Uh, he changed his diet. He began a program of uh, daily walking. Uh, his diet uh, left, in my opinion, something to be desired. He kind of adopted uh, the low-fat mantra, uh, having uh, low-fat cereal and skim milk and uh, lots of uh, berries. Um, but uh, it was a lot better than what he'd been consuming prior to his heart attack. 
He had a problematic family history. His father died of heart failure at 46 when uh, Larry King was just nine years old. King suffered from type 2 diabetes. Uh, he was back in the hospital again in 2019 for a subsequent angioplasty to open up uh, the uh, clogged arteries that were bypassed 30 years prior. And uh, then he apparently suffered a, a stroke in 2019. So his health was uh, in decline. And um, then he tested positive for COVID-19. And we thought, you know, this is the death knell for Larry King, because a guy in his condition at the age of 87, uh, well, he's not going to fare very well with COVID-19, but he survived that. And, you know, we said, hooray, he went home, but subsequently was uh, re-hospitalized, and then he died. And they're not exactly clear on his cause of death. They say that COVID-19 was a complicating factor but the fact remains that he was in poor health and he had a pretty good run considering that he had a major heart attack in 1987 um and this kind of brings up an issue and uh, it's it's talked about here in the wall street journal uh yesterday fuzzy data obscure full damage of virus uh a year after the first u.s case was reported coronavirus testing is uneven case counts are too low, they say, and death tallies are incomplete. Uh, on the other hand, it's been argued that a lot of people uh, have died, they say, attributed to COVID-19, but they had all kinds of complicating medical factors that may have, at the very least, contributed to their demise. And uh, it kind of harkens back to uh, the 19th century when Sir William Osler who's considered the father of medicine, uh, coined a phrase, the old man's friend. And what was the old man's friend? Well, it was pneumonia. And in those days, they didn't have antibiotics. They didn't have effective therapies. And so people who were old and debilitated passed away due to pneumonia. And you might say, well, that's kind of a cynical term, the old man's friend. It's terrible to die under any circumstance. But the idea behind that adage is that uh, people who would uh, otherwise uh, linger miserably, people who were extremely debilitated, perhaps uh, demented, uh, would linger on and on and on. And pneumonia came along and mercifully dispatched them with a relatively pleasant exit scenario. You simply uh, run out of breath and uh, die seemingly of natural causes. These days, we think pneumonia is something that we can beat. We can treat pneumonia with antibiotics. We can give people pneumonia vaccines and flu vaccines. And now looming on the horizon, the COVID-19 vaccines, the whole raft of them. There are now at least six internationally that are competing to uh, help us curb the pandemic. Uh, so some people say that um, case counts are too low, that we may have actually missed some people who died because there's this thing called excess mortality, which is a way of determining if really the, the you know, 
COVID-19 is making a big difference in the number of people who die. Maybe they would have died anyway. But there is excess mortality. Uh, and the excess mortality, uh, it, it, it's estimated for 2020, 450,000 excess deaths occurred during the past year. 346,000 of them had, had been attributed to COVID-19. Now there are more because we're into 2021. And they say that's 450,000 more than we would have had in a normal year. But of interest is that some of those excess deaths weren't directly attributed to COVID-19. They were attributed to deaths that may have occurred because, say, someone developed um, chest pain or shortness of breath and decided not to go to the emergency room because it was too dangerous. And then they ended up dying at home or they ended up showing up in the hospital with an advanced heart attack uh, where their life might have been saved if they'd gotten more prompt attention. So uh, there's all kinds of things uh, going on around the um, controversy over how much impact COVID-19 is having on us. I, I, I'm not with those people who are into COVID-19 denial, people who say, oh, those people would have died anyway. Uh, you know, last year, uh, prior to COVID-19, a lot of people died of the flu. Now nobody's dying of the flu. Now they're dying of COVID-19. It's not making a big difference. Well, it is making a big difference. It is serious. But um, it's hard to gauge the severity of this. And um, Larry King is an illustration of how difficult it is sometimes to make an attribution to say, was it COVID-19 that dispatched him? Or was he lingering at death's door after having suffered a stroke and after suffering uh, uh, big time heart problems uh, that ultimately contributed to his demise at a relatively advanced age, uh, the age of 87, uh, which is above average for men, uh, especially in view of the fact that he had a serious heart attack uh, at the age of 54, way back in 1987. He had a pretty good run. 877-726-8255 is our number. And, and this just in, uh, over 100 National Guardsmen have tested positive uh, in the wake of um, the big gathering in Washington, the inauguration, the suggestion that it may have been a super spreader event for the National Guard who congregated uh, in close quarters, uh, some perhaps not observing social distancing of necessity and masking, yes or no, probably most of them were masked, but still those um, close quarters may have contributed to a mini outbreak of uh, COVID-19, an unanticipated consequence of um, protecting the Capitol. 877-726-8255 is our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Now more than ever, it is important to have a healthy immune system. Many health professionals agree that probiotics are a leading natural therapy for boosting immune health. Why? Because 70% of your body's immune cells reside in the GI tract. By taking a superior probiotic daily, like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics with their postbiotic metabolites, you can enhance your overall immune system and immune response. 
For additional immune support, get RegActive's immune formula to boost your glutathione levels. Since our glutathione levels go down if we feel stressed, maintaining glutathione levels is a key factor for natural defense. For a short-term immune boost, try Dr. O'Hara's Propolis Plus, which provides probiotic and immune support and includes Brazilian green propolis for superior antioxidant support and vitamin E, astaxanthin, and flax oil. Be proactive about your immune health. Ask your retailer today about Dr. O'Hara's probiotics, RegActive Immune Formula, and Dr. O'Hara's Propolis Plus today. Also available online. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and it's that time of year again when everyone suffers from some kind of upper respiratory problem. We miss work and feel miserable spending too much time with doctors and pharmacists. That is, unless we protect ourselves and our families with a product that I recommend to my patients. Clear saline nasal spray and sinus rinse. Clear combines the unique properties of xylitol and the health-promoting benefits of a saline nasal spray to help cleanse, moisturize, and soothe your sinuses and nasal passages. Clear helps wash away bacteria, pollens, and other irritants before they have a chance to attack the sensitive tissues in your upper respiratory tract. Clear is easy to use, effective, and safe for people of all ages. Clear is simply your best defense in an increasingly dirty and polluted world. I use it myself. You can find Clear Saline Nasal Spray and Sinus Wash at Vitamin Shop, CVS, Rite Aid, and other drugstores, supermarkets, and pharmacies near you, as well as Amazon. Or you can visit Clear on the web at clear.com. That's www.xlear.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you, 877-726-8255. we got a lot to talk about uh, this hour. Next, uh, we're going to take a look at uh, the link between stress and cancer. Surprising new research on that subject. Also, uh, your phone calls, 877-726-8255. And we've got several recorded questions that we can go to shortly. Um Nicotine adenine dinucleotide. Uh, there are natural products that can boost NAD, and there's some uh, fascinating new research on how NAD can restore age-related muscle deterioration. All those uh, coming up, but uh, we still got to talk about COVID-19. It's not going away, notwithstanding suggestions that it may be plateauing in the U.S., and I know that uh, the statistics uh, in New York, where I live, particularly in Manhattan, seem to be getting slightly better. And it may be a matter of uh, control. It may be a matter of more people getting the vaccine or maybe simply a matter of the fact that a lot of people have had it and have been exposed to it and were approaching some semblance of herd immunity. Uh, but there's also some disconcerting news on the COVID-19 front. Um, according to uh, reports, uh there's a new UK virus strain. And at first it was thought that it was simply more communicable. In other words, it could spread more easily. And that led to uh, all kinds of lockdowns in the UK and embargoes on travel from the UK. We don't want any of that uh, appearing in the US, but unfortunately it's too late. Uh, it has now spread to the United States. And um, we thought, okay, yeah, it's more communicable, but it's it's not more dangerous. It's not more deadly. Well, unfortunately, there's some new indications that the new coronavirus variant first identified in the UK last month could be significantly more lethal as well as more contagious. Uh, how much more deadly? Well, they don't know exactly, but it's estimated 
that it may be between 30 to 40 percent deadlier than previous variants. Uh, they looked at individuals uh, over 60, um, and they found that uh, with the old variant, uh, around 10 might be expected uh, to die among 1,000 who were infected. Okay, 10 out of 1,000, it's still less than 1%. Um, but um, with a new variant, some 13 to 14 would be expected to die. So um, there's um, concern about this virus, which it's estimated spreads 30 to 70% faster than previous versions. Meanwhile, in South Africa, a country that uh, is medically uh, challenged, and uh, there are lots of concerns about the efficacy of the lockdown there, there's a new COVID-19 strain that is poses a different danger. Uh, they talk about genomic drift, you know, the ability of a virus to change like the flu virus changes every year and it eludes the vaccines that we come up with. Uh, there's some new speculation that the South African variant uh, may have the ability to elude the effectiveness of vaccines. And a lot of people are concluding that uh, we don't just need uh, the current Pfizer vaccine and Moderna vaccine, we're going to have to continue to track the virus and upgrade the vaccines because, at least in theory, this South African strain um, suggests, and, you know, I'm not going to put take you into the weeds of the analysis that suggests that the genomic drift, the changes, the slight changes in the RNA of the virus um, can help the virus elude the vaccine. But there's some concern that um, not only may it help to the virus to elude the vaccine, but it may enable the virus to reinfect people who caught the original version of COVID-19. We're going to track that uh, very closely over the next few weeks. That's going to be a recurrent theme. Uh, will the vaccine be effective against new strains? Will people who've already had COVID-19 be able to resist new viral mutations? That's a concern that's going to take up a lot of our uh, investigations in the next few weeks. 877-726-8255, our number. We'll take some of your phone calls in just a few moments here on Intelligent Medicine. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman for Biomega Fish Oil from Biotics Research. For over 40 years, Biotics Research has been providing the highest quality supplements surpassing industry standards. Biomega Fish Oil contains therapeutic doses of vital omega-3s in the triglyceride form, which is highly bioavailable. Biotics Research ensures maximum purity and freshness by managing their fish oils from catch to capsule. For more information, go to drhoffman.com slash biotics That's drhoffman.com slash biotics for Biomega Fish Oil. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman for a suite of professional-grade products from Protocol for Life Balance, which can help manage stress and promote a positive mood. Makuna Purians, 5-HTP, and L-Tryptophan. They support proper brain and nervous system function, relaxation, and restful sleep. Their ingredients are of the highest quality and backed by solid scientific data. They're available now at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Welcome back to Television Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you. 877-726-8255 is our number. And take note of the fact that uh, you can record a question by calling that number anytime, 24-7. Uh, if a question occurs to you and we're not on the air, well, 
You can record a question as to this individual. Let's hear it. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. Curious, can you put hydrogen peroxide 3% into your humidifier? Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Well, yeah, it's a kind of an interesting question because, uh, you know, why would you want to put it in your humidifier? Well, maybe uh, you could put hydroperoxide in your humidifier uh, to reduce the chance that uh, the reservoir uh, gets contaminated with bacteria or mold. Uh, a lot of people uh, use um, humidifiers, you know, to put a kind of a fine mist into the air. I believe you said dehumidifier. Dehumidifiers actually pull uh, moisture out of the air, but a lot of people humidify uh, their air uh, with uh, you know, fine mist of water vapor. And that's especially good in the wintertime because it gets very dry inside. You know, with uh, the heat and the windows closed, uh, you can actually create kind of an arid environment, and that's not great for your nasal passages and your lungs, and uh, they actually become more susceptible to infections uh, when they dry out. I mean, you can moisturize your nasal passages with uh, uh, products like clear nasal spray, saline nasal spray, things like that. But one way to do it is with a humidifier. But humidifiers uh, have a tendency sometimes to harbor harmful organisms. And then you uh, dissipate those organisms in a fine mist that you breathe in. And, you know, that's actually one of the mechanisms by which Legionnaire's disease uh, gets spread through uh, HVAC systems uh, inside closed spaces. So, yeah, HD, uh, hyperoxide would um, uh, kill the bad organisms. But the question is, is it, is it good to breathe? And so uh, I did a little uh, search on this subject. Uh, and if you look up uh, hydrogen peroxide inhalation uh, or hydrogen peroxide nebulization, using a nebulizer is something familiar to people who have lung disease. They nebulize medications to get the medications deep into their lungs. Well, it's actually recommended by some. Uh, and here's an example. An at-home treatment that can cure any virus, including coronavirus. Well, you know, they say there's Internet censorship. Well, that's pretty out there. Um, you know, they say uh, uh, just go to a, you know, drugstore. Uh, it's uh, simple, inexpensive, and extremely effective. Just get regular off-the-shelf 3% hydroperoxide um, and put it in your nebulizer uh, if you're sick. And it's amazing. It wipes things out really quickly. Nebulizers are very common. They cost uh, around 40 bucks, uh, yada, yada, yada. And uh, they say that uh, virtually any pathogen known to mankind can be neutralized. Uh, and they share case histories of people who uh, do 10-minute treatments every waking hour within 72 hours. The flu is finally cured. Okay. Um, I got a little bit of a problem with this because hydrogen peroxide is a, a very caustic uh, agent. I mean, it's one thing uh, to put it on your finger if you have a cut, but to inhale it deeply into your lungs, 
That's another thing. You know that uh, when hydrogen peroxide uh, gets in contact with your hair, it bleaches it. Um, if it gets on your clothes, uh, it'll, uh, it'll bleach your clothes. So it's a powerful oxidizing agent. And at the same time, there are people ex who are extolling its benefits. Uh, here's a case report from Parkview Medical Center in Pueblo, Colorado. Um, we would like to present a case of interstitial lung disease. That's pretty serious. Pulmonary fibrosis that we felt was secondary to hydrogen peroxide inhalation. Uh, a 50-year-old female uh, stated that she was using a nebulizer with hydrogen peroxide as a cleansing regimen uh, over the last several years. She developed worsening of breathing. Uh, and uh, the um, bronchoscopy, you know, where they actually took a sample of her lungs, showed fibrosis in the lungs and uh, inflammation, suggestive acute lung injury. Um, so uh, their diagnosis was pulmonary fibrosis, and they issue a caution here. They say their high peroxide use as an alternative and complementary form of medicine is advocated for use in multiple diseases, including COPD, asthma, pneumonia, and bronchitis. But they're unaware of any trials that confirm its effectiveness other than these anecdotal claims that it just knocks the tar out of your flu or your COVID. And they say that we would like to report pulmonary fibrosis as a possible side effect related to chronic and subacute hydrogen peroxide inhalation use. So uh, I'm thinking maybe a little bit of a yellow flag, caution flag on the use of uh, hydrogen peroxide as a nebulizer to knock out pulmonary infections. Yeah, maybe you can put it into a dehumidifier tank to make sure that um, it doesn't harbor bacteria. But if you s disperse that in the air, and especially if you intentionally breathe it at a high concentration, that could potentially damage your lungs. Here's something that I can get behind. As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality, and that's why I stock the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional-grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, several stand out, which can help manage stress and promote a positive mood. You'll hear more about them in coming weeks. Makuna Purians. 5-HTP and L-tryptophan. This suite of products support proper brain and nervous system function, relaxation, and restful sleep. Their ingredients are of the highest quality and backed by solid scientific data. And they're available now at my online dispensary, drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Check them out. 877-726-8255 is our number. And uh, this item uh, is an attempt to clarify something that came up early in the pandemic. Um, if you get COVID-19 and you got a fever and you're achy and you feel crappy, uh, should you take Advil, ibuprofen, uh, or if you say you have uh, 
arthritis and you chronically take uh, medications like Aleve, um, will it inhibit your ability to fend off SARS-CoV-2? Does it get in the way? And the early indications were that it does, that you shouldn't be taking these things. Um, here's an article that clarifies that controversy because first they said, don't take non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, especially if you're worried about coming down with SARS. Uh, then they said they exonerated it. They said, nah, no biggie, no problem. It appears that there's a biphasic response by the body to the virus. At first, the body, in effect, creates an inflammatory response, which is part of the natural immune response to prevent the virus from taking over. And that's where non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs can actually inhibit the response. Uh, this study is from the Journal of Virology, and what they say here is uh, identifying drugs that regulate severe acute re respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2, and its symptoms has been a theme uh, because these medications are frequently used for the relief of pain and inflammation, and they could have an influence on uh, COVID-19 infection and the host response of the virus. So on and on and on they go. And what they conclude is that in the early phases, taking these medications can actually inhibit your immune response. However, one of the reasons why it's unclear whether NSAIDs are beneficial or harmful is because at the later stages, if you develop severe inflammation, if you go down that pathway towards cytokine storm, they can actually tamp down the inflammation, which can damage your blood vessels, uh, lead to heart attacks and strokes, uh, cause your lungs to fill up with fluid. That's when these medications can actually be helpful. So the trick is, I mean, if you're taking these types of medications chronically, um, at the onset of COVID, uh, stop because you're going to put the brakes on your immune response. Uh, if, however, you get very sick with it, it may be in your interest to, at the very least, take aspirin. Aspirin is a little bit of a blood thinner. It is anti-inflammatory medication. Um, but um, these non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs may actually be specifically targeted for people who have more serious COVID-19 infections. At this point, if I were to be asked, you know, my patient, you know, I feel really crappy, what shall I take? I would say, just take some Tylenol with this additional supplement, N-acetylcysteine, because Tylenol depletes glutathione, N-acetylcysteine repletes glutathione. You don't want to kill your glutathione reserves with all that Tylenol especially when you're fighting COVID-19. Yeah, maybe you want to feel more comfortable or reduce the fever, but uh, preferentially take Tylenol or acetaminophen uh, because if you have at least the beginnings of an infection or a mild infection, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs could dampen your immune response and make you more vulnerable to serious infection. 877-726-8255, our number and we'll be back with more of today's Intelligent Medicine.
Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, this is a vital time to bolster our immune defenses. I've received countless requests for a specific list of supplements that I recommend to support immune health. That's why I've created the Intelligent Medicine Immune Support Protocol, my supplement recommendations offering the greatest boost for your immune system when it's needed most. Best medicine is preventive medicine. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com for more information. drhoffmanstore.com In addition to the immune support protocol, you'll find easy-to-follow links for our supplement starter kit, heart health protocol, and much more. These protocols are an easy way for you to get the exact combination of targeted supplements you need to help you follow the intelligent medicine lifestyle. The same supplements I take for myself and prescribe for my patients. And for a limited time, you'll get free priority shipping on all of your store orders. For more details, just go to drhoffmanstore.com. That's drhoffmanstore.com. Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health Liquid Extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information or to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture. Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to Television Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255. Is there a link between stress and cancer? Highly controversial. We'll take that up in just a moment. But uh, first, let's take a call. Let's hear it. Hello, doctor. I was just interested if you would recommend a smartwatch that would record your blood pressure. And I was wondering if you had any ideas. Okay, well, you know, there's a lot of things that a smartwatch can do. Uh, smartwatches are pretty good at recording your pulse. Uh, and now uh, smartwatches, including the Apple Watch, uh, can help you determine if you have atrial fibrillation, uh, which is uh, also a little bit controversial because, um, you know, sometimes they give you wrong readings. And they can sometimes, uh, you know, it's it's based on a computer algorithm inside the watch uh, that's very tiny, and that algorithm isn't perfect, and its ability to pick up aberrant heartbeats is not uh, entirely accurate. Uh, but as to blood pressure, uh, I pretty unequivocally state that you should not rely on a smartwatch. Uh, to make a determination if you have high blood pressure. Because anything that measures blood pressure uh, at the finger or at the wrist is not going to be that accurate. Uh, the right way to measure blood pressure is at uh, the brachial pulse, which is in your uh, upper arm. And that's the way you should get your blood pressure checked. And, uh, yeah, I don't even know if there is such a thing as a smartwatch that purports to render you an accurate blood pressure uh, just with a wrist reading. I know that uh, coming down the pike uh, are going to be applications that enable you to check your oxygenation level, which is kind of interesting with COVID-19 lurking. 
Uh, people use pulse ox devices that you put over your finger, uh, your fingertip to see if you're oxygenating properly and to tell you whether uh, you can stay home and tough it out or whether you should be thinking about heading to the emergency room because you're running out of air. Um, but uh, as to blood pressure, uh, you better rely on, you know, there's some nice uh, automated cuffs that are pretty much uh, idiot proof. Uh, you know, you just apply them to your upper arm and check your blood pressure that way. That's a more accurate way of going. All right. Uh, lots of controversy about uh, whether there's a link between stress and cancer. And there was a guy, and I recall during early in my career, very influential guy, Carl Simonton, uh, was an advocate for the linkage between uh, cancer and stress. Uh, and they actually coined a term for this, psychosocial oncology. And he was actually much criticized. It was very controversial. The American Cancer Society issued a statement entitled, Unproven Methods of Cancer Management, that summarized Simonton's methods thusly. They said, Quote, after careful study of the literature and other information available to it, the American Cancer Society does not have evidence that treatment with Carl Simonton's psychotherapy method results in objective benefit of the treatment of cancer in human beings. So, I mean, he had a program, he had a book, you know, for cancer patients. Um, and so is there uh, a relationship? And the answer is uh, yes, according to a new study. A new study suggests that stress hormones may wake up dormant cancer cells that remain in the body after treatment. Um, so uh, this has some profound uh, implications, and I just don't want it to um, give patients even more anxiety than they have. People who um, suffer from cancer, uh, it's bad enough. They're stressed enough. Uh, and to make them feel like they are responsible for their emotions, that their emotions, if they get away from them, can make the cancer come back. That's not the way it works. But there really is something to it. Chronic stress may promote cancer progression. And so um, in this uh, study, they found that um, uh, stress hormones actually paralyzed uh, the immune response cells, the critical white blood cells that attack cancer. Uh, and this is admittedly an animal study, but stressed mice um, had more neutrophils in their lungs and spleens than unstressed mice. And uh, the uh, it turned out that when stressed mice are treated with a beta blocker that blocks stress hormones, dormant cancer cells couldn't form tumors. So blocking stress actually prevented the cancer from recurring. Um, is this an indication that people should be with cancer should all be taking beta blockers? Uh, probably there would be a lot of adverse consequences there, but it opens up a lot of avenues for research. And of course, natural ways uh, of dealing with stress uh, would be uh, advisable. And, you know, just in terms of quality of life, People with cancer should be given the opportunity for uh, stress reduction and uh, proper uh, psychotherapy treatments that help them cope with the um, fear of recurrence and also the debilitation that treatments like chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery can cause. So definitely, yes, there is a psychoso psychosocial dimension, but does stress make it inevitable that your cancer is going to come back? Don't 
sweat it because it's just going to make things worse. 877-726-8255 is our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. In the next hour, we're going to tackle uh, whether alcohol um, is beneficial for your heart or new evidence suggesting maybe not so much. This is Intelligent Medicine.